Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Table and Well podcast. This is episode number 40. And as always, we are so excited that you're here with us today. Please feel free to download and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. And again, I do want to let you know that the registration for our fall collab session is now open. Uh, These collabs will start on Thursday, September 9th. We will have three collabs running. We have a co-ed lab that will be meeting at 5.30 p.m. and a men's and a women's collab that will be meeting separately at 7.30. These are all Eastern Standard Time. They're going to be virtual, so no matter where you are in the world, you are able to participate in our collabs. Again, these labs are an eight-week relational growth intensive, and they're going to be packed with skills and practices that will help you grow and live in relational health with God, yourself, and others. This is one of those things in Table and Well that Janelle and I are so excited about because we know that if you can go through these labs and practice these skills, the growth and the transformation is unbelievable. We know that these skills work. We've used them in our own life and it's completely transformed our life. So we would love for you to be a part of it. If you have any questions, please go to our website at tableandwellcode.com forward slash Collabs. Again, that's tableandwellco.com forward slash collabs, or you can email us at known at tableandwellco.com. So we want to welcome you again to our podcast. Uh, this is episode number 40. This is part 17 of our series called The Half Brain Church, How the Church Has Lost Its Ever Loving Mind. Um, again, this information and our discussions and our conversations come from a book called The Other Half of Church. That was written by Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks. Today, you're going to hear the second half of our conversation that we started last week. We talked last week about shallow group identity and how dangerous that can be and how really easy it is to form a group identity around things that are not Jesus, that are not God. Um, and just how forming your identity around things like your creeds or your doctrine or the ministry style you have really don't connect you to who you are and how it is for you to act because that's the purpose of the group identity. And so today we're going to dig a little deeper into that and we're going to look at some ways that we form group identity that are not healthy at all, that are very toxic, things that can cause a lot of pain, things that can really skew your view of who you are and who it is for us and how it is for us to act. So we're going to look at some ways that are actually very toxic ways to form group identity, but how easy it is to do and how we do it without thinking about it. So let's just jump right in. Here is the second part of our conversation on shallow and toxic group identity. Obviously, the ones that we all mentioned before, I think we're all like shallow attempts to form group identity. And then this last one has been more of a toxic, it can turn into a toxic way. Mm -hmm. And then there's other toxic ways that we form group identity that when we just talk about them, you're like, well, that's not 
toxic or, or bad or whatever. But when we start to dig into it and think about it, it's really toxic group identity. And so sometimes, not sometimes, I, we do this in churches, actually, because we form ministries around these different areas or we do it in different places. But your uh, other forms of toxic group identities are formed around pain. They can be formed around addictions. Mm-hmm. They can be formed around trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's super easy to do. And we call them ministries, call them right? Ministries. Like we call it like addiction recovery or we yeah. call it divorce care uh-huh. or we call it whatever, whatever. But we say, hey, we're going to we're going to take your pain mm-hmm. and we're going to make we're going to literally group you together and I, give you identity as together as a group. drug addicts <laughs> or recovering whatever. Right. Or or widows or divorced or and and it's so easy to do because what happens we get in that and you're in that group and it and just the way our brain works it's like the people in the group you go oh well i'm an alcoholic no matter how much you say in that group you know like you're not this you're not that but you are in a group with other alcoholics or former alcoholics or recovering whatever right and it's like you start the whole thing with like i am an alcoholic it's even well even like uh um AA. It's like, hi, I'm so and so. I'm an alcoholic. Right. It's like that's the first two things out of your mouth. Right. Exactly. In this group. <laughs> right. So you yeah. have your ideas. Which is interesting because AA has actually been super successful and yes. has helped a lot of people. So it's not that we're saying that that type of that that group identity in some ways is bad in uh-huh. the way that it's like, hey, we have a certain struggle that we both feel that we both walk through. Like, yeah, I can't. I can't understand a drug addict's journey because I haven't been one. Yes. And so in order for that drug addict to heal, he needs to know other people have been on the journey. And that conversation needs to be had. Yes. So it's not that we're discouraging that people have the conversations or meet people that are like them or have walked Mm -hmm. their same journey. It's Mm -hmm. not about that. Yes. But the point that we're trying to make here is that that cannot be where it ends. Yes. And that Neither, and, and I think that's the point we're trying to make about all of this shallow group identity is that this cannot be where it ends, church. Yeah. Like we cannot end our group identity based on divorce care. We cannot yeah. end our group identity based on I'm how dynamic our pastor is. Yeah. yeah. We can't end our group identity based on I'm an evangelical or I believe in this or that yeah. or this core value or that doctrine. We're like, miss, we've missed it. We've missed it. We, 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 we've sold ourselves short. Yeah. Because what we end up doing is that we group together and we stop. I mean, the whole litmus test to this whole conversation is, is are you still loving your neighbor? Yeah. Are you still loving him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? So if your name, if you're part of, an addiction recovery group and you've walked through your addiction recovery, can you love people who don't, who've never walked your road? Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. vice versa. If I haven't walked addiction recovery, can I love people who have walked addiction recovery? I'm not allowed in their group. (laughs) Right. Right. So like, how do I do life with them if they're grouped off over there? Yeah. Oh, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or and it's the same thing. Like, how do I do life with the Catholic if they're grouped off over there? Over there. Yeah. Or if I've grouped myself off over here because I'm not Catholic and I'm I'm such and such, oh. which we don't claim to any doctrine per se. But you know, it's just yeah. so interesting because Jesus is probably and he. I mean, I I kind of look at 
just the gospels. And I just think of how many times he must've been by himself holding his head. (laughs) But, um, because even then they were grouping themselves off based on like, well, we're Sanhedrin. Well, 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 we're Pharisees, we're Sadducees. Like we, we believe this way. Um, and he's like, guys, (laughs) right. It's all about loving your neighbor. Like it really is that simple. And so I I just, yeah, it's that simple. And, and I think sometimes when we, when when those um, traumatic things or the 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 addiction or the pain becomes our um, like the group, it becomes our group identity. If if it's not checked again, again, it, it becomes very easy to see yourself as that, even mm-hmm. once you are no longer quote unquote in that group mm-hmm. or whatever. And you begin to see it, you see your, well, a word would be used to be your malfunctions or you see your whatever as your, your identity. Right. And you yeah. begin to take that on as a group. And so those malfunctions, those addictions, those whatever become part of that, your identity mm-hmm. to where you've forgotten a part of who you really are. Be- right. Yeah. yeah. Because those, those malfunctions are only things that happen when we forget who we are. Yeah. Yeah. When we, yeah. And we're not functioning in the wholeness of who we are. Yeah. 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 And I think all of these things that we've listed are really our attempts to try really hard to get these things to be enough that when wholeness is hard to attain, Mm -hmm. we try to use other, other types of group identity to tell us who we're supposed to be. Yeah. Because we don't really know mm-hmm. who we're supposed to be. And so we cling to these um, kind of veils, I guess you could say, or or shadow figures of what it is like for us to be and who it is like for us to act yeah. because we're not quite sure. Um, but the next podcast, we're going to talk a lot more about what does it look like to build healthy group identity yeah. where we're not necessarily throwing out. No. The, some of the things we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but what does it look like to walk in whole group identity where we really truly know who we are and how it is like for us to act, Mm -hmm. whether we're walking the road of addiction recovery, whether we believe in speaking in tongues or not, Mm -hmm. whether, whether we have a dynamic pastor or we have one that nobody's ever heard of and probably ever will. Yeah. Who are we? Who are we? Who are we? And it's so funny that whole list I just said, Jesus didn't talk anything about that. Never. Not once. Not once. Because he doesn't stinking care who your pastor is. No, he doesn't. I mean, that sounds maybe rude, but like he obviously cares, but um, (laughs) he doesn't care in the way that like, that's the most important thing to him. Right. But we make it the most important thing to us. Right. He doesn't care the simple little, these little doctrinal junk that we get all caught up in it's not the most important thing to him relationship to him and with him and with each other it's the most important thing so let's get back you've been listening to the table and well podcast new episodes stream every tuesday please subscribe on your favorite streaming service